Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. I absolutely love using this platform to bring on other wedding industry professionals to tell you all of their wisdom to help you with any wedding planning sticking points. So today is an interview with one of my industry professional friends that I can't wait for you to hear. Take a listen. How to balance our families' expectations versus what we want. For the most part, it's going well. But for example, we did not care for cake or dessert, but my parents wanted it, so they offered to pay. I was stressed with spending more on desserts than we wanted, but they assured me not to worry about it. We decided to give in as it's less stressful, and I love mini pies. I mean, this is such a classic sort of dynamic that happens around weddings, right? Like we have our ideas, our parents have their ideas. And then when our parents or whoever's our support system, whenever their idea isn't on the table, they'll often say, well, that's okay. I'll pay for it. And so then for some people that can solve the problem right there, but for other people, it can feel like, yeah, but that wasn't our plan. That wasn't our vision. And it can create almost like this strange power dynamic. And I always like to really just pull all the way back when I can and Think about what you're really fighting for. I feel like the asker of this question really sort of like is onto herself when she's like, we decided to give in because it's less stressful and I kind of win because I get the mini pies, which like I'm not opposed to. And I think that is part of it. So much of wedding planning, I feel like is about having a vision and executing it and being in control and being the stylist and being the one and being the decider. And that's okay. That's good. But then there's this aspect of weddings. And this is the part that makes them so magical. When you look back in history, it's like it was other people gathering around the couple and they're bringing something to the table as like an offering. And I think a lot of times what you're seeing with these parents is like, it feels like power and control, but I think it's also just, I want to get in there and be a part of it. And there's something really sacred about people wanting to be a part of your big day. Of course, egos and money and all these things complicated, but at its core, people want to share in this because they love you. They love love. It's just sharing in the goodness. So I love to remind my clients, just do not forget how good it feels when you give someone something and they accept it, whether it's a compliment or a gift, or even like you see a mom with a stroller and you grab the door, like, yeah, she could have done it. But like, how good do you feel that you were able to like step in there and just help a little, like you feel it. So when we let our loved ones come in with their gestures that were kind of like, well, I didn't really want it, but if it's no harm to you and it doesn't ruin your day, I always say, let it in because you're letting in love and look, you're getting a bonus of some mini pies. So again, I think this is such a great reminder. Don't see every injection from family and loved ones as a control or an ego thing. It can really be just wanting to offer an involvement and a really good gesture. So always try it on with that lens. Of course, there are always exceptions, but I just love to remind people to be open for that because that community aspect of weddings, when you look back over history, like that's what they're about. That's why we invite these people. That's why we sh- why we don't just, you know, for the most part, go off and do it on our own because there's something cool about the community aspect. 
If you thought for one second that I was going to start a brand new podcast and not bring over Generation Tux to join me, you are sorely mistaken. But you guys, there's a reason that I keep talking about them. There's a reason that I'm so obsessed with them. And one of them is all of the free offerings to you as the wedding couple. Number one, free swatches. If you want to do color comparison or compare it to any dresses or linens or florals, they will send you free swatches. Number two, a free home try-on for the wedding couple with free round-trip shipping. All of that's free. (laughs) Number three, With five paid rentals, the groom gets his suit rental for free. Number four, with seven paid rentals, the groom gets his rental for free and then gets to keep the suit. You guys, if I have not convinced you to check out Generation Tux at this point, I don't don't know who will. Head on over to wolferandco.com forward slash suits to claim your free prize today. Next question. My future mother-in-law has a tendency to make everything about herself, even outside of wedding planning. How can we arrange for her to have a moment in the spotlight without allowing her to take over the whole day? My fiance would prefer that she not give a speech. Okay, this is quite a sort of delicate, but also super common sort of conundrum, right? We have this person who we value and honor, especially for their role in the wedding day, mother, you know, future mother-in-law, and she'll have that role in your life right? So that's an important person that we're paying attention to. This is not like sorority sister who we need to just tell like simmer down. And like, this is someone that we need to sort of pay attention to because it affects us going forward after this day. And so how do you give her that feeling that she's looking for so desperately, which is a moment in the sun, a little shine on her, some of the spotlight, but not letting her sort of railroad your whole vision. And I think your fiance probably knows best the whole speech thing. So I think sometimes it's good to sort of trust that, take that speech thing off the table. And there's just a million different little ways that you could do this. But I think, I mean, you can Google it and you'll see a ton, like you could have her like stand up at the reception. You can have her stand up and like you give a little speech to her where you're like thanking her, or you could give her a special gift. You could have her do something in the ceremony that is like not talking, but like physically sort of prominent. Like I know for my wedding, we had the parents, we had the mothers stand up and like we gifted them something that was like a little surprise thing, but like they got to stand up and we really said something like we really did a thing because I had a similar mother-in-law dynamic. The most important thing I think you can do is ask her, get from her, like what would feel good? What are you looking for lady? Because sometimes we think we know, but we don't know. And when we're scared that she wants too much, we then pull away from it. And I'm telling you, like, let's lean in because you just don't know. My mother-in-law wanted to make a rice dish. And I'm like, okay, that I didn't expect because that's a lot of work on you. Like, but like, that's what she wanted to do. So it's like, okay, I'll put you in touch with the caterer and see if like, we can make that happen. Boom. She's off to the races. I didn't care to add another dish. It was not something I would plan, but I'm like, you want to do that? Okay, good. And then everyone could be talking about her dish. Okay. The other thing was like the takeaway gifts. She really, really had this idea in mind, not something I would pick, but like, it was just like a project where she could get really into it and like execute it and own and feel proud of. And it kind of gave her the spotlight because people were talking about it. So I just think for you, like, just think about what would be a way that you can honor her because it is a big day for her, not as big as yours, but it's still important for these, this close part of the family. It is a big moment for them that they have been thinking about for a very long time. That's the thing we have to remember with the parents is that like, for some people, they think about their child's wedding like the whole time. So that's why there's all this like extra, we're kind of like, can you chill? But they're, they're just carrying a lifetime of 
hope and pride and excitement and fear and anxiety and talk about the passage of time. It's a very big deal for them to feel like time is passing. And this is a moment that like just really changes everything in a family dynamic. And so just have some tenderness for what she's going through, lean in and ask her like, what is, is there something she wants to do with the wedding that maybe, you know, you didn't know about or she didn't know about it, but yeah, there's, there's lots of ways you can have her carry a little bouquet. I mean, there's just walk down the aisle if she wasn't before, just something that is again, not going to take away anything from you, but it will give something to her that she will always have that memory of that gesture of her daughter-in-law asking how she wanted to be involved in the day. I think, especially coming from you, it's such a beautiful, gracious act. And again, still holding your boundaries of what are some acceptable things that will work for you, but see what she wants. It might be so much easier than you even think. Are you feeling lost or overwhelmed with wedding planning? Why does this also sound like an infomercial? (laughs) Take a deep breath. You are in the right place. I've put together this amazing, if I do say so myself, wedding planning checklist that tells you all the things that you need to be doing and when you need to be doing them. A step-by-step path just for you. You can grab your step-by-step wedding planning checklist now at weddingchecklist.co. That's weddingchecklist.co. Next question. This one's a little long, so we will go through it from Hannah because it's a lot happening, which is often the case around weddings. How do I navigate a parent who is overstepping boundaries? My mom can be a bit much, especially when things don't go her way. Or when I politely try to tell her what our vision is for the wedding. I know that I should be grateful that my mom is trying to contribute, but I feel uncomfortable because she's crossing boundaries. She always makes everything about her and has even noted that she was considering getting a white dress for the wedding for herself. Some examples, she booked a wedding photographer after we asked her not to. She went ahead and hired a photographer for us and had paid 50% that we would need to pay the other 50% by a certain date that we did not have an option because it was already paid for and non-refundable. Second example, when I tried on wedding gowns, she made a huge deal about how I need to find a dress that isn't pretty because it will make her look bad. I have to invite her to the wedding. So how do I survive with the least amount of drama while still trying to fulfill our vision for our wedding? Okay, this is intense. And I appreciate that you were able to give us a question with such sort of concrete examples, because I think a lot of times sort of just like in conversation, we're like, oh, my mother's taking over my wedding or my mom's being a little kooky about like her desires for my big day. And it's so important to appreciate that like that can mean a lot of different things. And in this case, what you're talking about is some some actual like very real transgressions against your desires and your budget, like to put 50% up and then say that you're on the hook for the other 50 when you didn't agree to that is pretty like out of bounds, right? Like we wouldn't do that to anybody. So there's no reason to do that to your own child. And I think that um, you're right on to feel like these boundaries are being crossed because they are. The wearing the white dress is something that like actually comes up. It's come up a few times over on TikTok. I get this sort of question a lot. And again, all of this stuff is so annoying and it's so sort of obnoxious and wrong. And that I want you to know, like, this is not normal mother of the bride stuff. Like this is something different and something extra. And I think like you sort of already know because you've lived a life with this human. So I think what's really important is just to remember what happens with boundaries, right? Like 
we don't put up a boundary and then tell the person like, here's the boundary, don't go over it. We say, here's the boundary and here's what I'm going to do if you go over it, right? So I think that's the, the really important thing is just to remember you cannot control her. She is full wild west out there doing all kinds of things, but you can just control your response to it, your reaction to it. And that is a huge task. And I absolutely hope that you have the support to navigate this. I think one of the most important things for your wedding day is to really think about the distance that you can put between yourself and your mother sort of physically, emotionally, logistically. And I often encourage people to like bring in the handler, right? Like, does she have a sister who gets this? Is there a cousin? Is there someone else who can sort of run interference? Because it sounds like she needs a ton of attention and she likes to sort of cause these like mini fires and crises that somehow you're expected to put out. And that's a dynamic that obviously you know all too well, but on your wedding day, we want to sort of mitigate it. I think that there's a point at which less is more with a person like this who just will stop at nothing and the encroachment. And it's just a whole lot. And I think you just want to be really clear, like, okay, if she does this, I'm going to do this. If she does this, I'm going to do this. And I think the white dress one, it just gets so many people just really going. And again, without knowing you, Hannah, it's like really hard. That's why I love to sort of work with clients where I can kind of feel out what's happening. But it's like, just know for like 95% of the people who would see a mom wearing a, a white dress on her daughter's wedding day, like we know that's like a her thing and not like a you thing. Like, right. I think it's just so important to remember, like people can't really take away from the bride and the harder that they try and it doesn't affect you, the more you actually do shine, if you know what I mean. So like the more sort of emotional elegance you can bring to this very unsavory, very unfair situation, the better it's just going to go. Because not only it's not going to suck out all of your energy and add to the toxicity, but like people get it. People know, and you are sort of doing your best to like walk a really fine line of respecting her role as your mother. So obviously she's going to be there, but also like we're not indulging the drama and the debate and getting pulled in and sucked into like creating a circus. Like people are actually going to probably ask her, like, why are you wearing a white dress? Like, you know what I mean? It's going to be a her thing. And I think that's just so important to just realize it doesn't take away your whole, you're solid, you know what's going on and let it play out because people are also going to see that. Hopefully that can bring just like a little bit of peace of mind to yourself, but definitely seek out some professional, I would, if I'm sure you have a therapist, but if you don't like this kind of level of mother daughter drama is really, really tough, especially if you're going to have kids in the future. So I would definitely encourage you to get um, some help navigating these things, because I think also we got to realize this is a big change for her. And so you getting married just means all kinds of things to her. So her behavior is going to escalate over this time. So mostly I'm just really sorry for you. I just want you to remember that like literally no one can take away the attention from you. And that's just going to be really obvious to the people who are sort of emotionally healthy and see you for you and are just going to be, I'm already so proud of how you are handling this and navigating this. And like the photographer, you can just simply say to an email, like, I had no idea this was happening. I have other arrangements for photography. I'm, I'm sorry that my mom miscommunicated. You know what I mean? Like, and this person probably knows too, right? So you be you and put that space and definitely get support. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the master plan community over at themasterplanwed.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, 
subscribe. Jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. (laughs) And until next time, bye guys.